Turn with me, please, to two openings this evening in the Scripture, to Second uh, Corinthians. You are already there, but in the 13th chapter, and then we'll be going to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, Second Corinthians 13, and then straight over to 1 Corinthians 12. We began, I guess this is our third lesson on this particular subject, a series entitled, The Works and Ways of the Holy Spirit. We spent a number of weeks on the works and ways of Jesus before this. So, we spoke uh, in our first lesson about the person of the Holy Spirit. He's not just a force. He's not just a power like electricity. Sometimes people say, well, what about this Holy Ghost business? What is it? You know right away, they don't know much about Him. He's not in it. He's a person. Amen. Let's read our text here. Second Corinthians, the uh, 13th chapter. Second Corinthians 13 and 14. Last chapter, last verse, Second Corinthians, says the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Here we see God the Son, the Lord Jesus. We see God the Father. We see God the Holy Ghost. How many believe that you can experience the grace of the Lord Jesus? Amen. You've been saved. You know you have. How many can know you can experience the love of God? And can you commune with the Holy Spirit? Can you fellowship with Him? So you can't fellowship with an inanimate object. You can't fellowship with that chair. You can't fellowship with a car. People try to, but but it doesn't, you know. It's still a piece of metal and plastic and rubber. You can't commune with inanimate objects. You can't commune with electricity. But with a person, you can. The Holy Spirit is a knowable, divine person. We talked about that. And then secondly, last week we talked about, we looked in Acts 2, and we talked about the baptism with the Holy Spirit, and particularly talked about speaking in other tongues. And if you're hungry to know about those things, then uh, pursue it. Find out. Amen. Yes, we are tongue talkers. And glad of it. Amen. I was a Christian for years who was not a tongue talker. I've been a Christian now for years who am one. And... With is better. Amen. And we're certainly not antagonistic toward anybody who does not. Uh, we love everybody who's saved. Everybody who preaches the gospel. Amen. And no matter who you are, what you think you know, you might know something about one area that somebody didn't know, but they may know five things in other areas that you don't know. Right? And really, we're supposed to put all of us together, and then we'd have it all. Amen. And uh, so, you know, never get to thinking you know much because the scripture says, you know, the man that thinks he knows something, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. Was that 1 Corinthians 8? I think it is. So um, the communion of the Holy Ghost. Go right on over to 1 Corinthians 12. Let's get into today's lesson. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the Holy Spirit and the gifts and the manifestations of the Spirit. 
1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, actually the word gifts is not in the original text. You see it's in italics, and that means it was added. And literally it just says concerning spirituals. One thing it will help you, people call all of these things in this chapter gifts, and that's not necessarily accurate. Some of them are, some of them are not. All of them are manifestations of the Spirit. Let's keep reading. He said concerning spirituals, concerning things uh, pertaining to and of the Holy Spirit, we might say, I would not have you ignorant. Now, if the Lord went to the effort to say, you know, I don't want you to be ignorant, why would he even say that? There is gross ignorance about these things right in the church, much less the world. Let's keep reading. He said, verse 4, verse 4, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of administrations, the margin says ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to who? Who can experience these things? Every person in the church can have some manifestation of some of these things. To every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another divers or kinds of tongues. And we talked about that last week, that there are different kinds of tongues. And it'll answer a lot of questions when you realize them and say, well, tongues are tongues, aren't they? Well, they're the same in essence. They're different in purpose and use. And interpretation to another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self same spirit. How many Holy Spirits? One. Just one. One. Many different manifestations. Many different ways that he reveals himself, but just one Holy Spirit. And dividing to every man severally or individually as he will. He, the Holy Spirit, will. Let's pray real quickly and just believe. How many believe the Lord could speak to you tonight something good that would help you? And don't just look at me. Look to him. Amen. You're not even limited to what I know. He could say something to you I didn't even say. Answer a question. Help you tonight. Let's all look to him and just release our faith. Father, thank you for the wonderful privilege, the freedom in this great country. We can come here tonight and this beautiful city and state and this great facility. We can come and praise you any way we have in our heart. Worship you and read your word boldly without fear. And We all have our eyes on you tonight, Lord, and say, teach us. Speak to us. Reveal what you would to us and bring us up to a higher place. And we purpose not to be hearers only, but doers. And as we do, we know we'll be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody said out loud, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. 
Uh, go with me now, if you would, hold your place. Won't you put a finger or a pencil or, or something right there? And uh, go to the book of Acts, the first chapter. How many know the book of Acts is the Holy Spirit book? I mean, if you've been reading there, I think there's some 60 or so references to the Holy Spirit. And I think it's like 50 of those just in the first 13 chapters. And I mean, it's Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit said this, did this, said don't do this. Seemed good to the Holy Ghost. Amen. Holy Ghost. Of course, you know, ghost and spirits from the same Greek word, pneuma. And so not that one's more accurate than the other. Sometimes you're talking about ghosts. People that are uninformed on these subjects don't know what you're talking about. But the Holy Spirit, this is his book. And really it's called the Acts of the Apostles. Men gave it that title. But it's really the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the church. Because we see him using not only apostles, but he used prophets. And he used just disciples, what we'd call lay people. Amen. He used evangelists. He used men and he used women. Amen. And how many believe that we are a part of the same church today? Now in reading the first 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, uh, we talked about this last week. You're going to hear me say it again and again throughout this study. We have to make up our mind. When we read about other tongues, when we read about healings, when we read about miracles, when we read about visions, when we read about amazing things, we have a choice. Do we water this down to match our lack of experience? No. And I've had people say, well, I don't, I don't have that in my ministry. I don't have, I had a, I had some people come to me one time, won't take me to task about it. I was preaching on healing, which I'm going to do tonight. And I was preaching on healing real strong, and they come up to me aggravated, and they say, well, now, I don't believe that. We don't have that in our church, and I don't believe in that. And I said, well, hold up. I said, do you preach what I preach in your church? They said, no. I said, no, isn't that interesting? You don't preach it, and you don't have it. And we preach it, and we have it. Wonder what would happen if you started preaching that. Would God confirm the word with signs following? Yes. Well, I don't believe in that. Well, you won't be bothered by it then. God's not going to force it off on you. Amen. It's amazing. People will fight you for their right to be sick. Fight you for their right not to speak in tongues. Fight you to try to prove that it's okay for me not to have this or do that. Well, you know, it's just up to you. I mean, I'm not walking in everything that I read in this book. But I tell you what I am doing. I'm not trying to water it down to match my lack of experience. I'm saying, Lord, it happened then. I believe it. It can happen now. Elevate my life so that it matches this. Amen. And let's stay after it until it's there. Keep preaching it. Keep believing it. Amen. I'm firmly and fully convinced and assured that I am a part of the same church of the book of Acts. I have the exact same Holy Spirit they had. I have the same authority in the same name of Jesus they had. So I should be seeing the same results. I should be speaking with tongues just like they did. I should be seeing healings and miracles just like they did. Amen. Signs and wonders just like 
they did. Do you understand the book of Acts is still being written? It is. It's still being written. Glory to God. Things are happening in the earth that sound just like the, in fact, we were all talking together at dinner the other night and we begin to hear about some things and different ones begin to tell things and we just in the middle said, that sounds just like the book of Acts. Cause it is. I said it is. So word of knowledge and word of wisdom and discerning of spirits and gifts of healings and special faith and working the miracles, and different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. These are all supernatural manifestations of the Holy Spirit. None of them are just natural. People say, well, word of knowledge is people that get real smart, and they have a lot of knowledge. And word of wisdom is when people are just real wise, and gifts of healings are people that have trained. Maybe they're doctors, and they can help people get healed. And speaking with tongues is people that have linguistic ability. They can learn and master a lot of languages. Absolutely not. No, no. That's natural people trying to explain things away with their limited understanding. If one of these is supernatural, all of them are supernatural. Amen. We talked about one of the first ones. Tongues, which are distinctive of this dispensation and age in which we live. And let's go on today to talk about two others. We're going to touch on them. Special faith and gifts of healings. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 12, let's just look there again. 1 Corinthians 12, it says, verse 8, word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Verse 9, to another, faith. Everybody say faith. Faith by the same Spirit. And to another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Now, before we go to Acts and begin to show you examples of this and talk about them, understand that there's more than one kind, one uh, manifestation of faith. It's all the same in essence, but it's different in manifestation. Hold your place there. I know you got two places now, but that's all right. You get all your fingers in the book. You're getting into the word. So uh, hold your place there. You got another finger and go to Titus chapter one. Titus chapter one. And verse 4, notice this, Titus 1, 4, says to Titus, my own son after the what? Common faith. Just want you to notice that one phrase. Actually, I think the Amplified says general faith. Common faith, general faith. Are you hearing that term? Well, Back in 1 Corinthians 12, where we read where it says, To another faith by the same Spirit, the Living Bible says, Special faith. And the Amplified says, Wonder-working faith. There is what we call, what the Bible calls, common faith. And that is faith like any believer could have from hearing the Word and feeding it and acting and exercising it. But then there's something beyond that. Amen. Amen. A manifestation of the Spirit. We're going to talk about it. In Acts, the first chapter, are you still there? Acts 1 and verse 1. Acts 1 1 says, The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus, what? 
You might want to underline that word if you hadn't already. All that Jesus finished. Who's speaking here? This is the Holy Spirit through Dr. Luke. Who God also used to pen the gospel account of Luke. And he said, I, you remember I wrote, you know, the account of Luke telling you all of the things that Jesus, what? Began. That he finished up? No, that he began both to do and to teach. That's how he starts out the book of Acts. You read through the book of Acts. You'll see the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors doing things just like what Jesus did. Won't you? People being raised up and healed. Miracles being done. I mean, Peter on different occasions, he looked at people and said, rise, take up your bed and walk. Well, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Where have we heard that before? That sounds just like what Jesus, in fact, they said that the people took notice of them that they had been with Jesus. How many of you hang around people, you start acting like them? And it's certainly true with the master. You hang with him. Amen. You start thinking like him. You start acting like him. Now notice when we read and say, man, that's what Peter did, what Paul did, what uh, Philip did, sounds just like what Jesus did. You know why? Because it is what Jesus is continuing to do. Amen. Through his church. In the earth, how many believe that Jesus is doing the same things today that he started doing in his earthly ministry? He didn't finish it. That, he finished the work of redemption when he said it is finished. But he didn't finish the earthly ministry. He began that. It continued through the book of Acts. And he's still doing the same things through his church today. So he begins this book by saying that's what he began and then he goes on to show thing after thing that Jesus is continuing to do in the church. Now in the third chapter of Acts, we see a scriptural example of some of the manifestations of the Spirit we just read about. Acts 3. Peter and John went up together into the temple at the five minutes of prayer. Huh? They used to pray an hour at a time, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb. Now, we know from reading the rest of the scripture, this man was over 40 years old. And from birth, he had been lame. He was born this way. And they laid him, everybody say daily. They laid him there how often? Every day at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes on him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something of them. Now he was expecting to receive, but was he expecting to receive a healing? No. I don't think so. He asked for money. Right? He's expecting a handout. And then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. Now, you know, some people have seized on that and tried to say, well, you know, see there, the apostles took a vow of poverty and they never had anything. (laughs) You can't prove any of that. I mean, in fact, Paul had so much money that the king hoped he would give him some of his money. That's right. Read this carefully and see. He kept calling him, hoping 
that Paul would try to buy him off. Now, when you can buy off a king, that's pretty good. He had his own hired house and his own places with servants. No, what do you mean, Peter? Well, you didn't have no money. Well, maybe Mrs. Peter went shopping that day and had the pocketbook. I don't know. But, uh, guys, you know what can happen on this. So, Or when you live by faith, you can have a lot today and the Lord deal with you to give it away. Right? But that don't mean that you're poor all your life. And we read in the same chapters here of how that people were liquidating properties and houses and everything. That money was flowing in there hand over fist so that nobody lacked. Nobody wanted. So no, don't just seize on that. He just said, it's not. I don't have any money for it, but I got something for you. Amen. I've got something for you. Such as I have, give I thee. Do you know that's all you can give? It's what you got. You can't give money you don't have. You can't give encouragement you don't have any yourself. Can't give joy and you're depressed. Right? Can't minister peace and you're all upset. What you have is what you can give. More you have, the more you can give in every area. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. How many believe God can do that? How long had this man been this way? Forty years born this way. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is it, you know, is it right to just despair and say, man, I've been this way for ten years. I've been this way for twenty years. Mm Mm-mm. Is it too late? Is it where the Lord can't fix it? Never gets that way. He went on to say, the scripture went on to say, he leaped up, he stood, he walked, he was walking and leaping and praising God. And the people saw him walking and praising God and they knew it was him, the one that sat at the gate every day. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened to him. And the lame man which was healed held Peter and John. All the people ran together into the porch that's called Solomon's greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered to the people, you men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look you so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? Now this one statement absolutely upends volumes of theology. Hmm? Because it is taught in seminaries every day and people use it as an excuse as to why we don't have some things today. They say, well, now the apostles had this kind of power and they could heal people and they could talk in tongues and they could work miracles. But the Lord just did that to get the church going. And then when the last apostle died, all that ceased and it's passed away. Peter said that's not true, didn't he? He said, why do you look at us as though by our own power, right, our holiness, how many are going to believe the Bible instead of what some unbelieving person said? No, he said, it's not because of who I am. It's not because I've got something unique as being Peter. It's not by my own power, my own holiness. What did he say? Keep reading. The God of Abraham. And Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his son Jesus, 
Is God still in the business of glorifying Jesus? Then he's still in the healing, delivering business. Whom you delivered up and denied. Now look in verse 16. And his name through what? Faith. In his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. Now he qualifies it further. Keep reading. Yes, the what? The faith which is comes from hearing the word. That's not what he said. The faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Skip over to 4.16 real quickly. 4.16, this healing is called a notable miracle that was made manifest to everybody in Jerusalem. In fact, it goes on to call it a sign if you keep reading that fourth chapter. A sign. This is a perfect example of a manifestation of the Spirit of special faith. Now this will answer some questions. How many with me? Can I just take my time a little bit here this evening? I mean, these are weighty subjects, and yet they're not hard to understand. And I don't, I'm not trying to tell you I know all about it. I don't. But uh, I'm learning. But this man was healed, the Scripture says, through faith. But not a result of him hearing the word and having his own faith. In fact, this man was not healed on his faith. He wasn't even expecting to be healed. Was he? He's expecting a handout. Somebody said, well, yeah, but the apostles, they had that kind of power. Okay, then they go up there every day to pray. This man is laid up there every day. Why hadn't they already done it? Why have they walked by him and passed by him day every day, week after week, month after month, year after year? Why didn't they just do it? Sometimes people ask, you know, when you preach about healing, they say, well, can you heal me? Can so-and-so heal me? No, I can minister healing to you if you'll receive. Amen. Amen. What about gifts of healings? And that means that somebody can heal somebody. No, no, these things don't work like something that you can just turn on and off when you want to for whomever you want to. And it's somebody who told you, well, yeah, I can heal you whenever I want to. They're a liar and a deceiver. That's not the way it works. Did you hear me? And yet God does some special things. He did this as a sign of healing. It was a wonder. Everybody in town knew about him. Right? Everybody knew. And next thing you know, we got a huge crowd and Peter preaches to them. And people get saved by the drove. Now some people will tell us that this has passed away and we have better methods of evangelization today. I don't believe it. I don't believe it gets any better than this. Right? If they needed this to draw people then, we need it now. Amen? We need this kind of thing that arrests people's attention. Amen. A wonder and a sign. Now what happened is Peter and John, they're men of God and they're praying men and they're giving themselves to the word and to the ministry. And they walked by this man who knows how many times. But on this day, when they walked by there, they're full of the spirit. They're prayed up, going in to pray some more. And when they looked at him this time, the Lord put something in them. It was another faith. 
in addition to their own regular faith, general faith, common faith, special faith came up in them. Amen. He didn't say act on your faith. He grabbed him and jerked him up off the ground. Amen. This is not just general faith. Now, you know, people have read this and misunderstood and actually caused harm. And there's people going into hospitals and jerk people out of the bed. And they just fell in the floor and hurt themselves. That brings reproach. Just trying to do with general faith what it takes something more to do. Now, don't despair. I'm going to show you how you can get healed anytime. No matter what's going on. (laughs) You don't have to wait for anything. Amen. But the Lord does some special things. Special faith can come up in you. And when it does, you just, it seems like you almost can't doubt. You just absolutely know that this certain thing's going to happen. And you say it, and it does. Amen. And we need to pray up and be built up and be ready to yield to the Spirit that way. Amen. Whether you're on the street or wherever you are, and he drops something in your heart, you say it and act on it. He can use you just like he used them. And it wasn't because they're apostles. They didn't do it. The power of God. Notice the big switch. He said, look at us. Look at us. Look on us. He's drawing attention to what the Lord had given them. Then when the man was healed, he said, why are you looking at us? (laughs) Right? (laughs) We didn't do that. Everybody say special faith. Now go right on over to the 8th chapter, please, of Acts. Let's talk about another manifestation of healing. Acts chapter 8, verse 5. Acts 8, 5. Philip, how many know Philip was not an apostle? He was a deacon. Helped wait on tables. Amen. And then God promoted him. Next thing you know, he's an evangelist. Scripture calls him an evangelist later on in the book of Acts. But Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Christ means the anointed one. So he talked about the Lord Jesus and he talked about the anointing. And the people with one accord gave heed to those things which Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. It's interesting, isn't it? For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed, and there was great joy in the city. Now here we see an example of gifts of healings. In the original, both gift and healing is in the plural. Look it up and you'll see what I mean. It's gifts, plural, of healings, plural. And the Lord puts things in people's ministries that are for specific areas. And I I don't purport to understand all of this, but I do see this. You'll see that people are graced and anointed, particularly in certain areas of healing. Stronger than another. Notice in Philip's ministry that people were healed in a certain area. Paralysis, lameness, isn't that the same kind of vicinity, isn't it? Lameness, paralysis, many were healed. And it was things that he was ministering. It talked about miracles that he did. That's working of miracles. 
And the Lord did this and got the attention of the whole city. And then he preached Jesus to them and they got saved. One minister said healing's the dinner bell. Amen. It calls them in. Glory to God. People are hungry for a God, not just out of a dusty theology book. A God who is alive, who still heals, who still meets needs. Amen. He is alive. I said he is alive. And he still does exactly what he's always done. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. And we see healings in a specific area. I've seen this with other ministries. You know, it seems like some people, they just have a lot of results. You know, in ministries that minister in the area of healing, you get to talking to them, and you'll find that they had more testimonies of people being healed from tumors than about anything else. These people had more testimonies of people with their eyes healed. These had more testimonies of people with ear problems. Amen. Amen. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to go find somebody that's especially anointed in that area for you can get help. This is just a help. It seems to me the Lord wants people to be healed so much that he's given us assists, things that help us. Amen. Everybody say gifts of healings. Now, skip on over to the 14th chapter of Acts, and this may be one of my favorites right here. I mean, any healing's a good healing. You understand that? Any healing's a good healing. But in Acts, the 14th chapter, are you there? Acts chapter 14, it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews and so spake that a great multitude, both of Jews and Greeks, believed. The unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. How many know it's always been that way? Is everybody going to believe and jump on the wagon? No. No? Some are going to doubt it. They're going to fight it. I don't care if it was Jesus himself. They did. If it was the apostles, they did. And we're not above our master, right? You're not. So, you know, don't fall off your chair. If somebody wants to get ill and mean, talk about you behind your back because of this just preach it bold or anyway. And if you proclaim it to somebody and they say, well, I don't believe that. You say, next. <laughs> preach it to somebody else. And if you keep on, you'll find somebody who will believe it. And when you, when you do and they act on it, you'll see results. Amen. 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 <laughs> keep reading. Long time, therefore abode they, speaking boldly in the Lord. Everybody say boldly. So you can't be mousy about telling what the Lord will do. How many of you can't get up and say, well, now, you can't never tell. The Lord might save you today. You know, just come on and, and he might take a liking to you. You can't never tell. How many of you have to tell people, if you will come and believe, you will be saved? Right? No ifs, no maybes, no might, no buts. Well, many have not understood. You have to do the same thing with being filled with the Spirit. Same thing with being healed. Same thing with your needs being met. Amen. I ministered healing every day in a particular ministry for years and years. And I had somebody come to me one time and ask me something I hadn't been asked before. They said, uh, now, Reverend Moore, 
They said, uh, if we come and go through this program, they said, what do you think is the percentage, the chances of us being healed? I said, hmm. I said, let me ask you a question. If somebody who's not saved, if they come down to the altar and act on the word and believe on the Lord and confess Jesus as Lord, what would you think the percentage, the chance of them being saved would be? They said, well, 100%. I said, it's the same Bible. The healing verses are out of the same Bible. Provision verses are out of the same Bible. Amen. If you will believe it, if you will act on it, it will work for you 100 times out of 100. Did you hear me? Every time. Every time. Elsewise, you have to say the word doesn't work all the time or it doesn't work for everybody. It does. I said it does. Uh, I guess I'll tell that again. Uh, years ago, I was preaching a healing message and a lady came up after the service, threw her Bible up on the podium like that. So I wish you'd tell me something, please, sir. And I said, well, I will if I can. I don't know everything. But if I know, I... she said, why doesn't this work? I just looked and saw it was the Bible and said, it does. She said, no, it doesn't. I said, yeah, it does. She said, does not. I said, I know it does. We're getting nowhere fast. I said, what? What What do you mean? And I looked and it was James 5, 14 and 15. Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing with him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, they'll be forgiven him. I said, so you did this? She said, mm-hmm. I said, it didn't work. She said, no. I said, hmm. I said, let's go over this real slow. I said, you were sick. She said, yeah, and still am. I said, you called for the elders of the church. She said, yeah. I said, they prayed for you. They anointed you with oil in the name of the Lord. Yeah. They prayed the prayer of faith over you. Yeah. And the Lord didn't raise you up, didn't heal you. She said, no. I said, hmm. I went over it again. The same thing. I said, now let me go over this again. I said, the Lord didn't heal you. She said, no. I closed it and I said, well, I'm sorry, sister. I guess he lied to you. I don't care who he is. If he tells you he's going to do something and he didn't do it, I guess he just lied to you. I'm sorry. She said, mm-mm. I said, what do you mean? She said, God can't lie. I said, that's what I thought. <laughs> I said, let's go over this again real slow. Now, you know, I mean, it would be funny if it wasn't so ignorant. But people presume when something didn't work that God missed it somewhere. Never crossed their mind that maybe I missed it somewhere. They just have to assume God didn't do it. The Lord has never failed anybody and he's not going to start with you. There's a lot of people have quit him. So I went over, I said, let's go over this again. I said, you were sick. Mm-hmm, still am. I said, you call for the elders of the church. Yeah, they prayed for you. They anointed you with oil in the name of the Lord. Yeah, in the name of the Lord. And they prayed the prayer of faith for you. She said, yeah. I said, what did they pray? Tell me exactly what they prayed. She said, well, they said, Lord, heal her if it be thy will. Oh. <laughs> well, that's not the prayer of faith. I said, it cannot be the prayer of faith. If you're questioning his will, it's impossible 
that you could have faith to receive a healing. Are you with me? And that's part of what we're getting into right here. Let's keep reading here. So anyway, I think we helped her on that. Keep reading. They preached and spoke boldly in the Lord, and he gave testimony to the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Does he still confirm his word today? Verse 7, and there they preached the gospel. The what? What does gospel mean? Good news. What's good news to the lost man? You don't have to be lost no more. What's good news to the poor man? You don't have to be poor. No more. What's good news to the sick man? I mean, if you told somebody, well, I'm sorry, but it's God's will for you to stay sick. This is the gospel. That's not good news. Now, let me, you mind me saying something else right here about this? People preach condemnation and call it the gospel. They say, you're sorry, rascals. You ain't living right. You know you're not. You're going to hell. Did you know that? You're going to hell if you don't change. And they call that the gospel. Well, I'm going to hell. Is that good news? No, that's not good news. <laughs> and a lot of times folk already know they're messed up. They know they're messed up. <laughs> they need to hear the good news. What's the good news? The good news is God's not mad at you. Do well, he have to be? The way I've lived? Uh-uh. The scripture said that he put your sin on Jesus and he bore it and the price has been paid. There is no sin problem. It's been paid. Amen. It's just a matter of believing. And if you will believe on him and you'll receive him, you can be clean. You can be born again. He loves you. He wants you. He's already paid for you. That's good news. I said, what if somebody said, well, I don't believe all that. I don't want that. Then you got bad news for them. You're going to hell if you don't change. (laughs) But give them the good news first. Amen. Give them good news first. (laughs) The gospel is the good news. Not the bad news. Keep reading. There they preached what? Oh, I get so excited about this. There they preached The good news, the gospel. Do we have the same gospel today? Has the gospel changed? Should we be preaching a different gospel than what Paul preached here? No, absolutely not. I mean, he was very strong about that in Galatians. He said, though I myself, though an angel from heaven preach any other gospel than what you've heard, let him be accursed. Don't you listen to him, don't you receive it. Gospel has not changed. Verse 8, and there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had what? That sounds very similar to that other situation in Acts 3. But now do you realize that man did not hear them preach? They weren't preaching the gospel. They're just walking up to the place. He's at the gate. So it wasn't a matter that he heard them preach and got faith to be healed. No, the Lord just dropped that in their heart and they ministered to him. A manifestation of the Spirit. Special faith. But this is a completely different deal. Hmm? This is not that the Lord dropped something special on Paul. He's preaching what? The gospel. Amen. Same gospel you and I are supposed to be preaching. And this man sitting there, been a cripple all his life. And he heard Paul preaching what? Huh? 
preaching the gospel. And he, Paul steadfastly beholding him, perceiving that he what? Had faith to be healed. When did he get this faith? How did he get this faith? Well, we have to go to the scripture to get the answer. You know it. Romans 10, so many of you. So then faith comes. By what? By hearing. And hearing by the word of God. What word of God did he hear wherein he got faith to be healed? The gospel. The gospel. I had a fellow write me an ugly letter one time. He said, now we don't preach all that healing stuff like y'all do. We just preach the gospel. (laughs) Well... If you preach the same gospel Paul preached, people will be getting faith to be healed. Is it true? No, don't you misunderstand me. I thank God for anybody that's preaching any part of the gospel. Someone said, do you claim to be full gospel? Well, I don't know it all. I'm preaching all I know. Okay. Sometimes people leave a wrong impression that if you're saying, you know, that I know more or that you don't have it and I do. No, nah, no. Nah. We're learning. We're growing. Yes. Thank you, Lord. But I know a few things I've learned. This is one of them. Amen. If you preach the same gospel Paul preached, people get faith to be healed yeah. as well as to be saved right. and born again. You know, it's interesting. I was talking with some people who had some huge crusades in other parts of the world where there's real severe poverty and every other thing. And he said, it's so interesting. He said, if I can get to a group of people before they've ever heard anything, they've never heard about Paul's thorn. They've never heard about Job's boils. They've never heard about it might not be God's will to heal you or God might be working something out in your life through this. And when I preach to them, the same time I tell them God will save them from their sin, I tell them he'll heal them from their disease at the same time. They don't know any better than just come right on up there and believe both and they get healed the same time they get saved. Amen. The gospel includes good news to the sick. As well as good news to the poor. He must have said to them and preached to them that it was God's will for all of them to be healed. Had to have. Somebody said, how could you say that? Let me give you this example. I've used it before, so if you've heard me say it here in the church, don't give it away for the people that are not here. But, you know, what if I'm not saying this? Now, I'm not saying this. This is just what if I said this. If I came in here tonight and I had a roll of bills... There ain't no roll there. But if I had a roll of hundred dollar bills and I said, man, the Lord's blessed me. You know, I'm going to give 50 people in this place a hundred dollar bill each tonight. If I said that, here's the question. Could you have faith that you would get one of them? I get the same response every time. Some go, yeah. Others go, no. Some go, That's why I use it. All right, let's say you said, yeah, yeah, man, I need $100. I've been believing for $100. And yeah, that's mine. God's moving. And you came down and you said, I'll take mine now. I said, well, now who told you I was going to give you $100? What would you say? Hmm? No, I didn't. I didn't call you. There's more than 50 people in this room. How do you know? You couldn't. Someone said, well, I had a word of knowledge. No, we're not talking about that. I'm talking about you having faith in my words from what I told you. 
The thing is, not a person in this room could have faith that they would receive one. You could wish you would get one. You could want one. Hmm? But you know somebody's not going to get one. That's what happens when you preach that it's God's will to heal some and some it's not. Nobody can have faith to be healed under those circumstances. Did you hear me? You have to become convinced that it is God's will for you to be healed before you can have faith. Faith begins where the will of God is known. That's why I said Paul must have preached that not just like Isaiah said, just like the Bible said, not only did he bear our sins, but he took upon himself our sicknesses and he carried our pains. And by his stripes, we were in our heel. What if I came in tonight? I'm not saying this. But what if I came in tonight and I held up both hands and I had two big honking rolls, a hundred dollar bill. I said, oh man, God has blessed me. And you know, I'm just going to give whosoever will in this place that wants a hundred dollar bill, I'm going to give you one. Could you have faith to get a hundred dollar bill? I didn't call your name. Yeah, but I said, whoever in the place. And if you march down and say, well, I'll take mine now. And I said, well, I didn't call your name. Yeah, but you said whosoever. And I was one of the whosoever's in the room. And if my word is good, you get a bill. Right? That's why when you preach, it's God's will for everybody to be saved. Amen? Is it God's will for all to be saved? It is. Are all saved? No. But it's still His will. Yes. Is it God's will for all to be healed? Yeah. Yeah? Are all healed? No, No, but it's still His will. Amen? Don't stop preaching the will of God because of experience. You know where all these doctrines come from? Somebody, centuries ago, prayed for somebody and they didn't get healed, so they started a new doctrine. No, no. We don't always see people attaining to the fullness of God's blessing and His will, but it's still His will. I'm going to keep preaching it's God's will for everybody to be saved. Amen. I'm going to keep preaching it's God's will for everybody to be healed. Everybody to have their needs met. Amen. Everybody to be full of the Spirit and full of power. Everybody full of victory and full of peace and full of joy. Everybody. 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 Somebody said, well, I don't believe that. Well, you won't have it. And we'll party on without you. (laughs) But you could join us. I said, you could join us. Can you say amen? Amen. And I'm just, I warn you ahead of time. Now you come over here and people will think you're one of us anyway. Cause you come over here, you might as well just jump on in with both feet and just do the whole deal. Amen. (laughs) And you keep messing around and listen to this. You're going to slip in. Next thing you know, you'll be talking in tongues and waving your arms just as wild as the rest of us. Amen. And you'll be glad forever. (laughs) I'm going to get some more. I'm not stopping. Amen. I'm going to get some more. Glory to God. I want more. I want more power. More anointing. More joy. More victory. More money. Yeah, I said it. More money. Yeah. More influence. Glory. Everybody say more. more. Do you believe there's a lot more? Yes. From what you've already, you haven't arrived, have we? haven't no. attained everything that God has. Amen. Like the Apostle Paul. I mean, man, he had seen a lot and done a lot. 
But he said, I don't count myself to have already apprehended, to have already arrived. But this one thing I do, I'm forgetting what's behind. And I'm a reaching and I'm a stretching toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You know what the bullseye is? You know what the perfect mark is? It's living just like Jesus. Can we live like Jesus in this earth? Yeah, we can. He was anointed with the oil of joy and gladness above his brethren. He walked in power. He walked in victory. Amen. He spoke to sickness and it left. He spoke to demons and they left. He spoke to the elements and they obeyed. That's my master. That's who I'm a following. I'm his disciple. Amen. Learning to be like him. Aren't you? I've had people turn up their nose going, well, you're just trying to act just like Jesus. <laughs> I thought that was the plan, didn't you? I mean, who are you trying to act like? <laughs> I've heard that. Oh, he thinks he can act just like Jesus. Well, that is the idea. <laughs> Keep reading here. Oh, I like this. Oh, glory to God. There said a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb who never had taken a step. An adult man. And the same heard what? Paul speak. Thank God for the gospel. Who stepped, Paul got to looking at him in the crowd and perceived that he had. Paul didn't give this man faith. He preached to him. And he got faith from hearing the word. You know, a lot of the... Uh, has little in italics captions at the top of the page. Some of them say, Paul healeth the cripple. That's a lie. That's not true. This man got healed on his own faith that he got from hearing the word preached. Did you hear me? Now, Acts 3 is a different story. We already talked about that. That's not going to happen for everybody. And the gifts of healings, that's not going to work the same way for everybody. God does special things. Oh, but this. That's why I like this so much. This. This. Anybody can preach the gospel anywhere in the world. Amen. And preach it in faith and expect something to happen. And anybody that will hear it and believe it. Now get this. The next one. And act on it. That's the key. Hear it. Believe it. And act on it. will get results. Now this is interesting. Paul's a preaching like a house of fire, I'm sure, preaching the gospel, same gospel we have today. And he looks across the crowd and he sees this man and he perceives that he has faith. He, he can see it on him. He can see it in him. And in the middle of his message, he says, hey, you right there, me, yeah, you, you got faith to be healed, don't you? Don't you? Yeah, I know you do. You've been listening. You've been, you believe this, don't you? And he called on him, didn't he? He prompted him. He said, get up. Jump up. Get up from there. Now, here's interesting. When did the man get faith to be healed? By the time it says Paul perceived it, he had it. He already had it. Do you mean to tell me he's sitting there with faith to be healed and is not healed? Yeah. He's sitting there and he has faith to be healed and he's still crippled. Why? Faith must be acted on. I said faith must be acted upon. It wasn't until he acted on what he believed that he met the power of God. 
Let's keep reading. Paul said with a loud voice. Sometimes you need to get loud. Stand up. Get up. And then that man jumped up. He leaped. And he walked. This is a miracle. I said this is a miracle. This is a miracle. But it's not a special ministry. This is somebody's faith. That they got their own faith. That they got from hearing the gospel preached. That they acted on. And they got results. Oh glory to God. Can you say amen? Amen. In the scripture. Acts 10.38. You don't have to turn there. But it just says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. With the Holy Ghost. And power. I'd say power. He went about doing good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil. The Holy Ghost through Peter calls all the sickness of the people that were afflicted satanic oppression. Didn't call it a blessing from God. Healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Jesus took the text in Isaiah frequently. And he said the spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me. Among other things, he's anointed me to heal. Amen. And recovering of sight to the blind. Now we, uh, I had it on my heart tonight to talk to you about healing and for us to stir ourselves up on healing. You know, we've been praying this at, at our prayer times and you'll hear me talk. If you don't like to hear about healing, well, you might have to pick your nights around here because <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. Do you understand how much of a part of Jesus' ministry healing was? How much time he spent ministering to the sick? Has he changed? He hasn't changed. How many believe we should be doing the same thing he did? Preaching the same thing he preached. Amen. And seeing the same results. And we've been doing this for a number of years. I had the privilege of working in a healing school for some 13 years on a daily basis. And when I first got there, I didn't know anything about it. I just started reading the word and listening to other people that knew more than I did and endeavoring to help people and lay hands on people in faith and pray in faith and anoint people with oil. We saw people get healed. How many of you just act on the word? Somebody said, well, I hadn't seen anybody. How many of you laid hands on? Well, I don't do that. That explains that then, doesn't it? The Bible said believers would lay hands on the sick. That's not apostles. That's everybody. Believers would lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's something about just having enough faith to step out on the word. Amen. To just act on it. I mean, mothers should be laying hands on their children. Daddies should be laying hands on their children. Amen. And their wives and their spouse. Is that right? People should be, you know, quick to believe God to release faith. Now, I, like I said, I did this and we saw people get healed. But as the years went by. I kept after this year after year, the Lord added some things to me that I didn't have before. And one of them was an anointing, that a tangible anointing. There were times then that I'd start to minister to people and I'd sense the power of God. I didn't sense that before, but I'd sense this. And as the years went by, got stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. I'm not drawing attention to me. It's like Peter and John said, we've got something here that you need. Amen. Amen. And I'm saying that because I feel like we should minister to certain individuals here tonight. And I believe healing will be the result. Do you? you believe God with me? Healing anointing 
can be ministered, but it must be received. And it's not by feeling, it's by faith. Don't try to feel something. You may feel something, but don't try to feel something anytime that you're just reaching up in prayer or if somebody's praying for you. Don't focus on feelings. That's being sense ruled. Focus on saying, I believe I receive. I believe I receive. And I have seen some amazing things in my few years of ministry. I have seen tumors dissolve under my hand. Now, you either believe I'm a liar or you believe I'm telling you what I know. I have seen them. I've seen ears open up. Glory to God. I've seen bones instantly put back together. There, on this point, I'm thinking about was a surgeon. And he knew what was wrong with him. And inst- he had a cast on. And faster than you can blink your eye, God put knitted the bone, healed it up in a moment, and all the swelling went away. And he had a shoe on that evening. They said he needed multiple surgeries to correct it. He never had a sur- Next time he called me, he was down on the mission field. <laughs> and God got a hold of him so strong, he had to go do something. Amen. I believe in miracles. Do you? I believe in the healing power of God, just like we read about it here. Amen. Man's not the healer. God's the healer. But he uses people, too. And he does some special things. Oh, but friend, anybody... Anywhere, anytime can take the gospel and say, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. And faith will come. And when you act your faith, you'll get results. Praise God. Would you just close your eyes? This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.